Welcome to the Filmed Live Musicals Podcast, a podcast about stage musicals that have been legally filmed and publicly distributed. The Filmed Live Musicals website contains information on nearly 200 musicals that have been captured live. Check it out at filmedlivemusicals.com. And now, on with the show. Welcome to episode 48 of the Filmed Live Musicals Podcast. I'm your host, Louisa Lyons, and my guest today is James Jeffries, the Australian composer and writer of the new electro-rock sci-fi musical of a lifetime, now streaming on Stellar. Welcome, James. Thank you very much, and hello to everybody. So to start us off with, what made you fall in love with musical theatre? Way back when, it is Jesus Christ Superstar, it was, which I do believe is sort of timeless, and the three top songs that, I've, I, that, that drove me to musicals was Heaven's Been On My Mind, I Don't Know How To Love Him, and King Herod's song, which were very strong. Which production did you see, or was it the film that, that led you to Jesus Christ Superstar? I've seen, I saw the original film showing my age. When I was very young, my mother took me <laughs> to that. And also I've seen the Harvest production at QPAC in Brisbane here, which was brilliant, which was which was big show. Yeah, remind me of the good old days. So growing up, you're from Brisbane. Did you watch theatre or musicals on screen? either filmed theatre or movie musicals? Yeah, that's a good question. Obviously, with the Elvis movies, who were always on Saturday afternoons, and which were, uh, which were great. And then, of course, Elvis and, and, and Cars booming a song out. But when I was at school, I was involved with the, the theatre company. And I was, I, after I finished school, I, was a, I, I became a carpenter. And while I was at school, I was doing a lot of the sets putting them together, uh, helping out the lighting, doing the lighting through the shows and so forth. So that was uh, that probably planted the seed early in my life in regards to theatre, yeah. Oh, I love that you were a carpenter. I didn't know that. Yep, carpentry. And that probably leads a lot of, to the logistics, how I write, how everything is. I write logistically as well. So this fits there, that goes there, that goes there, that, ooh, that doesn't go there and so forth. So a carpenter and, of course, I moved into the uh, the project management later in life because of the experience and so forth. So I've gone with that, yeah. And am I recalling correctly that you were in a rock band for a while? Yes, absolutely. Uh, and my ears still ring, <laughs> definitely. So we were we were Neon Quilt and we used to play small gigs, parties, uh, anything that went like that. So, And we were very much inspired by, we, well, we did the Sex Pistols, uh, the Cars, of course, the Stones, the Beatles, uh, Bowie, the real sort of anything that was, well, that feel-good music and uh, danceable, very much so, yes. Were you also performing your original music then? No. I, well, well, I started writing original music way back then when I was a kid and we actually played a couple of the songs, but we didn't uh, We didn't think that, you know, I didn't have thought anything of my songs, you know, were being anything like the top 10, I we used to just muck around with them and so forth. And and however, a lot of the songs in Of a Lifetime musical, some of the uh, some of the lines and some of the some of the rhythm has come from those original songs. So yeah, I've always been a poet and I've always been a poet. And just quickly tell you that when I was in grade eleven or something rather, Mrs. Hill I was, we had to we had to write a poem 
and stand in class and 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 and, and do the poem. And I quickly wrote my poem. It was about it was about a chicken coming out of an egg and didn't like the world and wanted to go back inside. And oh. um, <laughs> and didn't want to go back inside. Yeah, a little chicken want to go back inside the egg for safety and so forth. And when I finished it, and I wrote it quickly. And I was writing something the same time. And when I looked, I wrote it quickly. And when I stopped, I looked up, and, I was, and, and it was, I was, it was a, um, and I looked up, and there was thirty students staring at me with their jaws dropped. And after, and after the class, Mrs. Mrs. Hill said, "Mr. Jeffries, can I see you, please?" And I thought, "What have I done again?" Anyway, <laughs> she said, "I've been, in, I've been an English teacher for fifty years, and that's the most beautiful poem I've ever heard in my life." And I went, "Wow, you know what I mean?" So that made me feel good. So it, it does come naturally to me that the, the poetry, so the rock, the rock poet. And, and and the songs um, start and they change, they move around and depending where they can. Sometimes I pick out choruses uh, from one song and put them into another and that works. So, yeah, it, they, do, they do change. But, yeah, it comes from a long way back when I was a kid. Oh, I love that Mrs Hill encouraged you so much and shared how much it moved her too. Yeah, I, it was a surprise. I did walk away. I did. I, I, did, um, it, I, I, wish, I wish I kept on going with it though. But anyway, so... Then, um, then in came. That was, I was in rock bands then as well, and and um, it was only later in life, after because your twenties you're running around and so forth. In the thirties, you, you know, there's, it, 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 there's the children. Like I've got three children, so forth, and it, everything goes straight out the window. Mm-hmm. And it's only later in life that you get the chance to sit down and go, oh, hang on a minute, I gather all that information and, and go from there. Did you study music at school? Yes, I. St- my, my discipline's trumpet. And uh, it's trumpet. This is another funny oh, story. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the same school, uh, it's Churchy in Brisbane. Actually, the uh, Churchy in Brisbane. The guy, one of the one of the guys who's who's a lot older than I. He um he he wrote simply the best that Tina Turner sings. He's from my school in Brisbane. He also was a producer mm-hmm. of Blondie and no um, way. Yeah, yeah, Susie Quattro and all that sort of stuff. He that's him. His name is Chapman. I can't remember his first name. I think it's Mike. Mike. Mike Chapman, he's from my school. He's he's obviously years above me, but um, yeah. So all that sort of business. So what was the question? <laughs> I do this all the time. I was knocked out a lot when I was a kid too. What you studying music at school? Oh, yes, yes. Discipline was um. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that's what that's what happens when you get concussed when you when you when you're younger. Too many times playing football and boxing. So yeah, it was trumpet and it was and it was classical <laughs> and and once again here's another story about a teacher and Mr Selby. I remember his name. Mr. Selvin would be playing, so like, da, 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 da. Mm. And then I'd go, da, 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 And he'd go, Mr. Jeffries, you know. So, you know, I had it right then. And that was what I would have been about. <laughs> I would have been about 12, 13, 14 then. I was still doing it the whole time. So, yeah, I always had a very much upbeat, upbeat. But, but the trumpet was my discipline for, for sure, yeah. Mm, what a great instrument to learn because you there's so much technique involved and and you have to have a good ear to play trumpet and the notes and you get to write the notes which is that's sufficient important although I don't write notes anymore because it takes too long but the instruments I play now quickly to, to digress mm-hmm. is um, keyboard synthesizer guitar piano and I have some great my 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 music mates Christopher Gillespie he's my violinist guitarist he does a lot of sound studio for me. And also Sound Studio is Cameron Smith, who does most of my most of my recording, and he does a lot of percussion for me, drums as well. So it's just the three of us. But I, I, I'm the I'm the I'm I'm the dude, if you can say that. And we sit down, and I I get with Christopher Gillespie. Chris Gillespie, he's fantastic. He's big time in Brisbane here with with the, with the local bands. Still, 
and mine requires some violin something something like from from my heart is open you can hear the violin in there uh, in that song i will i will go through the song and then and get his his inspiration will hit it straight away he'll get the tune straight away and job done if, if that's how it work with those guys as well yeah that's wonderful uh- all those other instruments self-taught or did you study them formally yeah, as well? Good on you, self-taught uh, was the um, piano, definitely. I used to um, watch music channels when I was a kid and used to, I, used to, I could watch them, the chords, I could see them play the chords. And I was playing the piano, I didn't even know what the, what the notes were. I, used to, I was playing um, the piano as a kid um, and just copying songs um, like Let It Be or something like that or Evil Woman. Um, by ear lowable mm-hmm. things I just play by ear and then um, then I realized oh geez these, these are actually notes um, and then, then that's what we reflect from what I learned from the trumpet yeah oh how cool and were your parents musical uh, father plays piano he hits the keys like the sledgehammer <laughs> um, uh, uh, singing singing isn't good mother's mother's not musical She's a terrible singer. She's it's it, it, it's it's. I have to ask her. It's it's terrible. But my grandmother, my grandmother, um, <laughs> on my mother's side, uh, um, who's from Welsh descendancy, used to sing beautifully. And um, she was she was amazing. She lived to a hundred, and she'd uh, she'd have a brandy and soda at ten o'clock in the morning with a cigarette, and then um, and by the by the <laughs> afternoon she'd be, she'd be she'd be singing, and it was stunning. She lived on the Gold Coast. And she would sing away, and she had the most beautiful voice. She, then she'd go to sleep and wake up and have dinner, and and then have another brandy and soda and a cigarette. So that, yeah, I believe it came from that lineage. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's I love hearing people's stories of how they come to music and how it comes into their life. It does, uh, and look, and you can't shake it. Like I, as I said, you know, with 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 being running around when I was younger with children. I was a single parent for a while too, and you, you just put it in a box and just put it, you know, just just tuck it away. It's too difficult, you, you know, so forth. But it does; it finds its way back. It's haunting. Oh, I love to say that it is. It's very haunting. It doesn't go away. It's it sort of taps you on the shoulder. You go, oh yeah, buddy, here, here, we, here we go again. Let's rock. Yeah. Yeah, it's in your blood. You you have to do it. Yes, correct. You mentioned uh, doing productions at school. What kind of productions were you doing? They were big ones. They were. Um, oh, there was one I remember. I. I. It was. Oh, it drove me insane. It was called Shannon Door or something like that. So they're very classical, very very classical style, um, uh, um, and very sort of I don't know conservative would be the word. Um, and um, I remember that. And I remember the. I remember the rehearsals went on and on and on. And I said, just get on with the show. And that's how we are now. I am to this day. My, always my rehearsals. I remember it. I remember it clearly. I, I still. I don't. I, I, I'm, there's a couple of things. A couple of rules I've got. Rehearsals have got to be short because it reminds me of the old days. Um, I don't have lead breaks in songs because when I was in bands, I couldn't. The lead lead guitarist would play all the time and drive me insane. So that that, that never happens. Um, there's a couple of basic rules. Funnily enough, <laughs> when I was younger, that I still hang on to today. It's just is just the way that that rolls. Yeah. So let's fast forward to of a lifetime. What was the inspiration for writing it? Um, yeah, it, it was actually re- reoccurring dreams. Um, they it gave me the magic. It was um, it was it was. 
I, I, I come from, actually from my, as I said, from my mother's, mother's side, my grandmother's side, we're, we're very much a, so sort of an insomniac sort of side of the, the family where our brains are, brains are busy at night. And um, I would dream the, a lot of the, a lot of the story were dreams and I was smart enough to wake up and actually write them down because it'd go on and on and on. And it got to the, the haunting stage where it was, where, where, where it got to the ridiculous, like I'd go to sleep and all of a sudden I, I, I'd have a, you know, I'd have a tap on the shoulder and it'd be, you know, all, and I'd be Augur, one of the go-gars going, going, you know, where have you been? You know, and, in the, and we're like as if we're picking up from the, from the story the night before or, or once again or in the, the night after that, you know, the, the, the night after that night, you know, Ophelia would be yelling out, great, you're back. Good to see you again. You know what I mean? And, and so that first act was actually a lot of it was dreams. A, a lot of the songs, the twenty songs out of the out of the out of, of a lifetime, also came from dreams, which were I would actually wake up singing the songs and was smart enough to record them on my on my um, mobile cell phone um, or actually write them down. So that's where a lot of the story came from. I I. I've written a lot of short stories, uh, and I just do that, like sitting there watching TV. Um, some people just watch TV. I sit there with a notepad, and I just write things down. When I was younger, I used to, I just didn't think they were worth anything, and I used to throw them away or didn't do them. And over a period of time, um, I would keep them together, same with the songs. And so the story goes is that um, one Sunday afternoon, uh, I, 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 I grabbed the box. I was going through all my, all my old memorabilia and I found the box and I looked in there and there was a whole stack of paper. And, and I remembered, wow, here's all my, here's all my writings. I didn't realise I had written so much. And then I grabbed all the, all the stories and I typed them into, into the computer. I typed them into Word. I restructured and so forth. And I went, hang on a minute. This is a, this is actually a story. These these are stories of, and these this this way I write is in chapters, and these chapters are all threaded together. And then I looked at the songs that I had written, and they're all in the scraps of pieces of paper, and I typed them in and so forth. And and some of them perfectly went into place, um, like hold hold me close and drive me crazy, or do you want more, and and all these sort of, and they, they just actually just fitted straight in. So I was incredibly lucky with that. And then then I realised. On that Sunday afternoon, uh, the musical was born, and yes, it was a great feeling. That wow! When you were talking about the dreams, I got shivers. That's really powerful. It is, and it drives me insane. And I, I still, I, 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 I wake up exhausted. I wake up. I've got to go to work, and I've, and I've, I've already, I've already been through three years of some story for the last three hours, <laughs> and it was true. It was so true. It was, it was the whole. The, the or nearly probably about seventy percent of of the two acts um, is definitely is straight from my dreams. Yes, and that's why it's but that's why it's a different story with the go gars, you know, the ghosts of gargoyles, and and um, how there's how it's how people change is the is is the theme. You know how the tenants they are the go gars and the wit gars, and they go back to the tenants. So it just shows how people can go from good to bad, to good to bad, and so forth. Which is what happens in life, so it's very much a life thing. But yeah, they were there, and they were, and they would, and and what the what their um what the actors are, uh, the, what the casts, um, what they're wearing is very similar to what was um what was in the dreams as well. So it's um it's it is a bit bizarre, and um and it's also very fortunate, 
And I was very smart to write it down. Yeah. Once you'd written it down, did the dreams continue or did they stop? Oh, absolutely. Drive me insane. I mean, I, 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 just got, I used to dream. They were there. I used to say, would you just go away, please, for the love of God? And then, <laughs> then they'd all look at me and go, why? And I just go, so I don't know what was going on with my brain, but, and, and it was just, it was fantastic. They didn't go away. Um, and then uh, uh, it was just, it lasted for years and years. And then, and, and then that's why, that's why the whole culmination of the stories and the songs, and it was a case right at the end is, it's bizarre enough that they were saying, well, when are we going to see it? Mm. Wow. I'm curious if when you were going through your memorabilia, if your chicken poem was there. No, it wasn't. And I wish I had it because there, there's a oh. lot of material. Thank you very much. There's a lot of material. When you're young, you don't think anything of it. You just throw them away. And it was a years later, it was years later, oh, about 15, 20 years later, when I met a, a very good writer in Brisbane called Sven Svensson. Um, and he, he, he advised me then that it, it's, it's a piece. Don't throw anything away. Not a word. Hang on to everything. And that's when I, I learned from that because before that I used to write things down, think, think nothing of it, throw it away. And, of course, as you, as you picked up earlier, um, my memory's not the best. So if I, if, if I don't write it down, it goes. So, yeah, definitely, yeah. It's, yeah, all that stuff, all that stuff that, um, that we write over time is fodder for future content. <laughs> yes. Yes, for sure. So for folks who haven't seen Of A Lifetime yet, can you explain the show for listeners? Yeah, for sure, I can. Um, look, I'll just uh, from the synopsis here, it's, it goes, young Andy hasn't had much luck in life or love. A change in fortune brings him a windfall in the form of an old run-down house called Of A Lifetime, which houses a completely self-sufficient, mysterious community that appears to be lost in time. Beware the treachery, how people change. Mm -hmm. So in there you've got, you've got this, this <laughs> so you've got Andy, you've got Andy who, who, get, who, gets, who gets probably dragged into, to, into, the, into the system with, um, um, with, his, with his stepbrother Thomas at the start um, and Thomas introduces them, uh, Andy to the, the tenants uh, who live in the back of an old house in the middle of a city, um, and that and that's um, and that's so that Andy's um, Brian Douglas, who, who, who and they're all brilliant, and then um, Thomas is uh, Neil uh, Rosenthal's or Nathaniel, and then um, the tenants are Carly Wheeler as Ophelia, um, Sage Spiker as Flinders. Uh, Inri Fay is Lily, and uh, Chloe Solomon is Isabella, and they're the they're the tenants that live out the back, um, and they feel as though there's something's wrong. They've been, they've been unbalanced for a period of time, and then all of a sudden, um, uh, the treachery sets in, and the Gogars appear and take over. And the Gogars Gogars is uh, is short for Ghosts of Gargoyles, and that's the that's the uh, the males and the females are the Witgars, the witches of gargoyles, and um, they are chasing the tenants for the treasure of life, which is of a lifetime, to live of a lifetime, for a lifetime. And uh, they, are, they are frozen in time 
by the tenants who 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 who, who by chance uh, who are the ghosts and the gargoyles and the the witches are the witches of gargoyles. If you yeah, so the, so the tenants are the gar the gogars and the witgars, and uh, then they return to be the tenants again and to go back into harmony with the balance of life because Andy now stays with them, and uh, they and, and they've all paired up mm. um, with Ophelia uh, and Andy, uh, Flinders and Isabella and um lily and thomas and and they and they're they're in balance again beautiful and i really loved the music in the piece can you talk us through uh the style of music and and what inspired you for the music yeah um look i it's yeah i write um the songs the rock poetry um, seems to find its own way. I, I, as I said, I can chop and change some choruses out of some songs to others when I need to be. But what the basic story is, I, I, a lot of the songs, if you listen carefully, I, I write um, as if you're in a movie. So it's on a keyboard, it's, it's on, it's on uh, strings, and it's like that. We're seeing in the movie, you'll hear... So oh, that's how all, most, all my songs are based. If you took all the words, the lines, the lyrics, the, the, all the other music out and just had the, the keyboard, it would be just like it would be in a movie soundtrack, yeah? So that's how, I, that's how, that's how my bass line starts. Mm. Then in comes the percussion. Mm. In comes the percussion. It's fast, slow, whatever. Mainly most of my songs are uh, – EDM, electric dance music, so you can actually take the lyrics away, which is without with just instrumentals is very fast dance music, um, and then um, so so then I bring in the layer of percussion. Then I decide where I'm going to go with the synthesizer, or is it going to be um, some distorted guitar, or is it soft, a violin, and so forth. Uh, very very little bass, uh, occasionally bass. Most of the bass comes from the keyboards. Um, the keyboards and 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 no electric guitar, um, and that's how that's how I build my structure uh, for the songs. Then it, they, of course, they change as well. Like what 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 originally could be the sound mm-hmm. of one song um, after the after the studio and and, and they're cheap studios. Like I'm two hundred bucks a day, bloke. Um, and then, but I move fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, I, and they can change, and also um, with 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 Cameron Smith and Chris Gillespie, they'll say, "Hey, hey, hey, dude, that sounds really bad. Do this." I go, "Okay, I will." So I, I'm open to advice as well. So that's there. <laughs> then then in comes the in comes the lyrics, and then I will, as all musos or writers do, that you know I've got a studio style sort of um, uh, a lounge room. And I will. I sing. I can. I have to sing to my all my um, performers to get so they get the rhythm and so forth. So I'll sing and I'll go. No, 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 no. That's not right. That's not right. Quickly make an adjustment <clears throat> and make the adjustment straight away. Don't keep singing and because you'll it'll go. Mm. So make those adjustments as I go, and then um, draft, 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 basically until until and then it's and then it, and then it's like this. And this is how I explain it to people. So it's like it's like an artist, a painter. Um, at some stage, they have got to stop putting the paint 
to the canvas and it's finished. So then that's that stage, the song, it's finished. Stop stop tweaking and mucking around with it and took it, you know, all bits and pieces. So that's it's like like a painting. At some stage, just stop putting the paint to the canvas, it's finished. Yeah. That's how that goes. You mentioned earlier that you don't write music anymore, like write it out. Do you have uh, someone notating the music for future productions or um, so that uh, actors can learn the music? Very good. This is, yeah, that's right. Everybody, I have got some songs uh, that ha have the notes, um, and, uh, but it takes forever. It just, it takes forever and so forth. And uh, I, what, so my trick is I have in the script, I have the first first verse and first chorus, I'll have the notes on top of where the changes are, yeah? But I also, I've pre-sung pre them so I can put them on Dropbox and normally not, I, I'm a good singer, but I, I employ, you know, um, $50 here, $50 there for other singers who are better than me. So it sounds, obviously sounds better. So then, I set, then I'll Dropbox them to, to my uh, singers, performers and actors and they will actually they will actually get the rhythm and the melody um, with their headphones on when, when they're on the subway or when they're when they're walking down the street or, or exercising or something like that. And they'll pick that up and then they'll and then they'll have the script in front of them, and they can and they'll be they'll be singing the script that they're hearing the other they get the melody from the other people singing in their ears that's already been pre-recorded, and that's how it works. It's it's easier. I've I've got I have got I've, I've got a couple of songs. That have got the notes, you know, have been written, um, you know, the, the classical way and so forth. It's just too busy. It's just too difficult. I found that with great, you know, um, with, with modern world, um, just having the pre-recorded songs, um, so they get pre-recorded songs, and, and so that they get they can get the melody and the rhythm, and they get they get the pace and and, and the beat and 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 the, and the singing from there, and then they also send them just the instrumental so that they can work straight then, then they're on their own yes mm, what an interesting way to do it it's very unusual well it's 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 worked in the past and it's thanks for saying unusual because everybody goes every time I say that to my, my performers I go what I go yeah, this is how this is how I do that and then <laughs> and then and then they re and they go it does work it does work and when when I when I eventually see them on stage and mm. so forth uh, they're spot on. They are they're, they're note for note, and they even pick up on the on the little idiosyncrasies and everything, which is lovely. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier about the electronic dance music, and something I loved about this production was the choreography. Uh, Alex Stach, I don't know how to pronounce it. Stachuia. No, no I, I don't think he does either. And but Melissa listen, Sorkin. And, and 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 Mel, Alex and Mel, absolutely. And don't forget Dahlia, the, the director. I mean, the three of those were just absolute nuclear. Oh, they just were just amazing and great to deal with. And just and we all were. Everybody was there, was, there was just like, yeah, let's do that, let's do this, let's do that, and it was always heading in the right direction. But Alex and Mel um, were just sensational. They, um, you, you just see it. Look, you know, uh, a picture says a thousand words. I mean, it has it got that real Broadway feel of the, the dancing about it um, and everything like that. It was very funny. It was very funny because... Um, Alex is um, uh, he's very he's very good and to talk to, 
Look, as I'm, I'm in the building industry and I can swear, but I'm, I think Alex can swear more than I can. And um, he's very straight to the, straight to the point. And, um, and, and Mel was brilliant looking after, looking after them. But, but, but let's never forget Dahlia, the, the director. She was just brilliant. She, as, a, as a director, she was our stage manager. She was running around. She was doing everything. She was superwoman. There was no doubt about it, and the effort she put in. I think she was exhausted. I think after the, after the show, I think she was. She, she had to have, go away on a holiday or something. She was enough was enough. But the whole those three combinations, those three were just brilliant. But that yeah, but yeah, the choreography that really lifted the show without a doubt. Without that dancing, um, you know, mm-hmm. the, the actors are just brilliant, uh, just naturally. All could sing. All could dance. No panting. No one was no. No one got tired. No one lost their breath. Um, and that whole combination, uh, it was it was amazing. Yeah, it was really good. But Alex and Mel, that choreography. Um, I think Alex does a lot of choreography in Las Vegas, and um, mm. he's a very high level. He's very high level, and and Mel is. And but um, definitely, it um, it was it was it was the dynamic that really, as as the as the Americans would say hit it out of the park. <laughs> how did you how did that team come together? Well that's a good question too because what I do is I um I I advertise on Playbill and I advertise for um for in regarding to for the performers or actors and it's interesting it's always there's always um uh, the, it's always the, the the it's the females that uh, always get about 70 or 80 um, resumes and, and there's a, what I do and it's always the guys there's only about 20 or 20 you know maybe 25 but it's the, the, they're very sort of um, motivated and, you know and, and positive and I break it down to um, um, uh, have they sung cabaret because I, I I, everything where I based all my 20 songs I put them on cabaret so they've all come from cabaret enrolled in the musical so have they done cabaret so they, they've, they've got that um, oh, like sort of from bunches, uh, barroom style singing, people dropping drinks, you know, you know, it's raucous, you know what I mean? They've got get that that style there. So have they done cabaret? Um, have they? Um, they've got to uh, 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 get a YouTube clip of their singing. I can pick up straight away if they're really punchy. They've got to be really sort of uh, street style. Um, and then, um, uh, do they live close? You know, do they, do they live close to Times Square where the shows are? Um, I don't want anybody coming from a long way away and all that sort of business, all that sort of stuff. Um, have, have they done musicals before? Yeah. Uh, and that's, and that's, that's they're, they're the four things there. Now, and with the director and how, how they all came about was it's a long, it's, it's a long story short, I advertised for a director um, because I was talking to um, oh, Catherine, oh, what's the name of her theatre up there? Oh, damn. Um, and she and she said, "This is look. You need it. You need a top um, director for this." And so, well, okay. So, no worries. So, I advertised for a director on Playbill, and I got about twelve or so, twelve or twelve, maybe only twelve. And and Dahlia Dahlia Sevilla, she she stood out because she was is with the New York University Theatre Club, and she's done you know she's done directing, she's done stage mm-hmm. management, she's done lighting. I mean, just. Grab her quickly. That's you know because you need the all rounders. We need all rounders, yeah. <laughs> and then and then she disappeared. And you know and um and so I then and I, and I started talking to Alex. And then and Alex um 
and then Alex was back on the scene and then then um, Dahlia appeared again um, and we spoke on the phone and so forth. She said, and she said, oh, I thought you weren't interested with me. I said, yeah, I was very much interested and so forth. And I'm, I'm sort of, um, I'm a bit old-fashioned. I'm very loyal. If someone starts with me, they stay with me. I don't chop and change. I, you know, if somebody's is 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 strong enough to to start start the whole procedures, uh, I just I stay with them. So then I had to say to Alex Hadison, the director's back, and oh, geez, you know, back to back to his swearing again. And he said, but he said, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be a choreographer anyway. I don't care. I want to stay with the show. I want to mm. I want to help the director. I want, I'm, I'm your choreographer. You don't know that. I'm telling you, I am. And Mel is my assistant. So that's how they came about. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And were you in New York at this point or were you doing all of this from Brisbane? Brisbane all by Brisbane, all Brisbane by Skype. Um, it's back to technology again. See, years ago I, I obviously couldn't do this, could I? So um, I was in New York about 15 years ago on holidays and um, – it was it was great fun and, and it was I caught up with some friends that lived there friends from Brisbane who lived there um, and ha- had a, had a had a great old time. Um, but no, I um, look I you, you do the sums like I'm fifteen thousand kilometres away. By the time there's airports, hotels, you know, you know, uh, whining and dining and so forth, it's fifteen thousand dollars later. And I'm I'm not a cheapskate, but on Skype it is free. <laughs> so um, you know, I just. You know, and also, <laughs> I don't travel well. I, I don't. I don't like. I don't like planes. I don't like. I don't planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, I don't like. I don't like airports. I don't like hotels. I just. I. I don't mind them. I, but, but you know, if I can, if I and I do, we do. We do rehearsals with on screen. I do rehearsals um, on Skype. Like that's how I'd be there. I'm where I'm there with them. And, and so, so I get them started. And then I'll hand it over to a director and hand it over to a choreographer. So I kick off with everything. So and and I, though that, the, the actors are quite good because mm-hmm. they make me sing the songs as well. So I sing with them on Skype, fifteen thousand kilometers away. So it's it's an interesting concept. And if it wasn't oh. for technology, if it wasn't for technology, as we've been talking about with with Skype and you know um, downloading the songs that, that you know so they can sing them straight away and all that sort of business. Imagine imagine the old days writing a letter. And putting it in a cassette, you know, a little bit of way back when. Imagine trying to do that. It lost in the mail, gone forever. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's how that works. So, yeah, oh, look, when, when when the show, when the show grows up to grows up to be a bigger show, sure, I'll be on that plane. But uh, for the present moment, um, all fifteen thousand kilometres away. Wow! So you weren't present for the Actors Temple run? No, that's why I filmed it. And that's it. And, and I feel as that's amazing. I, yeah, well, I, I got so so the cabarets like uh, don't tell mama, don't tell mamas or um, fifty three above. Well, that's where I got the idea for filming, and that was with um, with with Steve. So I got the idea for filming um, from the cabaret, so I could actually see my shows uh, probably a week or so later um, after after Steve, you know, had edited them or. Um, you know, we'd gone backwards and forwards with bits and pieces and so forth. Um, so I I would go through what I want with with the cabarets with Steve, and um, and then and that just rolled onto the film because I actually wanted it to capture that moment. But I didn't realise, you know, that I'd be fortunate enough to, you know, 
um, you know, to be to go to the next level with you know, you know, filmed live musicals or um, you know, stellar tickets or um, Broadway on demand. I didn't actually didn't that was not in the equation at all. That sort of just that just sort of rolled out. So um, yeah, it was it was, it was interesting. Um, I'm just trying to find it, it, the the Steve who did my filming was just so great to deal with. Uh, his his name's Steel Steve. Bustamante, it's a hard name of Unicodia. That's his company, Unicodia, and he was so helpful and so great. And and you know, and we did it on a shoestring. And between him and I, um, it, it worked out well. So so then it wasn't sort of it wasn't very well. It wasn't organised to go on. You know, it wasn't organised to go on filmed live musicals or anything like that. That was for me to see because I haven't been there. It was for me to see because the the production wasn't expensive. And then. Um, and I would have loved to have been there, but you know, you, you, you know, remember the, the COVID days, if I can say that. Remember, the, remember those days, and and mm. I mean, oh, we're still there. <laughs> it, it hasn't, it, it hasn't gone away. It's not going away. But um, but the the, oh, the flight to New York, you know, the jet lag, the, the jet lag for days, the, the whole thing, um, catching another flu over there, um, trying to go to – don't can't go to the production because I've got the flu because they can't spread it. Or oh, is that COVID or not? I don't know. So we did – it. so going back to rehearsals, we did have a pro, uh, we did have a COVID scare and we did have to delay um, our rehearsals. I think it was for two weeks or something or other. But the other, the, 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 other, um, the other actors kept on going. We kept on going. So we did have a COVID scare during rehearsals as well. So um, on that sort of business, and that's reality, and and, mm. and I understood that, and and we all understood that. So, um, yeah, I would have loved to. Of course, I'd have loved to have been there, but you know, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what to say actually. But you know, it, it, I would have loved to have been there. Of course, it's, it's extraordinary that this. That that you were coordinating all of this from fifteen thousand miles away, and that, like you said, that technology makes it all possible, and how it's just so cool that you were able to do that. I'm curious why, I mean, I know, I kind of know why, because it's New York, um, but why Why did you decide to do productions in New York and not like Brisbane or Sydney? Well, I, I did a small production, Act One actually, um, with the Villanova players there with Liz. I did Act One and it was, and, and look, once I, I advertised and hey, listen, you know, my, you know, my city, you get six females, you get two guys, you know, they, you know, they 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 walk in like browns, cows, and so forth. So, you know, rehearsals, they've got to drag them along. Um, Sydney, Sydney's their own market. They did, that in Melbourne, I don't know. They no one got back to me, but the, in 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 Australia, that you know, they basically said, James, look, we we love your story, but you know, um, mate, we're bums on seats. We're Rocky Horror, Greece. Uh, Mary Poppins, Snow White. We we know we're going to get people uh, attending those. You know they're not on nights. However, so the story goes. The story goes is I entered a um, a musical theatre. Um, I can't. It was called Milf. I can't remember the name. It was music musical something or other in New York. So you, I entered it, and um, I didn't come anywhere. It didn't worry me, but. Um, a lady who was in the, the adjudication sent me a one-off email. I've got it here somewhere. Sent me an email saying, "Hey, listen, James, um, your 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 songs are very, very, very cabaret, very musical, very entertainment style. Um, you should put them. You should put them on. Put them in cabaret here." 
and 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 I and I thought nothing mm. of it. And and the, and the lady, it, it, I, if I remember correctly, uh, the lady's name is Dorothy. And and then and um, her signature is the, uh, the the musical department of the New York University. So so I thought, wow, I thought that's a, that was great. Oh. So that was a that was a, a lot of in a, and the reason why I've come so far. A lot of people ushered me along the way. They said, don't do this, do this, do this, do this, because it's, that's what the musos and 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 the entertainment people do. They do. They can say they do it for free if you want to, but they just free. The advice is do this, do this, this. So I've got to thank Dorothy a lot. However, being an Australian, we don't have cabarets, or if we do, there's only there's not like not like New York. Like there's 35 of them. You know, in in Australia, you're lucky if there's. You know, we don't even have any. I don't think we have any. So I never thought anything of it. And then and 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 the story goes. I wake up in the middle of one night out of one of my dreams. And just woke up and went New York, and off I went. I went right. She's right. Why not give it a go? So that's why there. I, I I've spoken to, and I went from there. And that's when I kicked off with um, Don't Tell Mamas, and that that was that was fantastic. There was a, with Estefania, a, a, a um, Lindsay, and Mikey. They were my three first um, um, performers at Don't Tell Mamas, and. Um, and then I, I thought, well, if that, and it was great. You know, I applied for 10 to 10 of, you know, um, the duplex, um, you know, and, and so forth. I, I applied to 10 uh, cabarets for the show and I got, I got 10 out of 10. And I went, and I didn't even know what cabarets, I didn't get it. So I had to Google it and look <laughs> at them and so forth. And so, and then we did rehearsals and Lindsay was great. She, she, she led the rehearsals and so forth and the performances on YouTube. Um, you know, it's organic. Um, you know, and and, uh, and which is which is great, and it, unfortunately for them, I was still I was still making changes to some of the songs as as they were going too. So there was a couple of flips and blobs there as well. So there was that. But yes, to answer the next question would be yeah, well, what about West End in London? Well, I had contacted uh, um, some theatre productions. <laughs> um, you know, even Cameron McIntosh, Cam Mac and, and his gang there. You know, Cameron McIntosh is is, is um, Andrew Lloyd Webber's boss. Uh, and I used to get emails back saying the same thing. Look, we love your show. Um, we're just busy at the moment with a couple of our own productions. <laughs> you know, like Les Miserables or something like that. And um, just, a anyway, just a few. Anyway, and then I contacted a couple of the smaller ones, productions, but they're just not so not not proactive like New Yorkers. I mean, New Yorkers are sharp as ten knives. I mean, they want something new. They jump onto it. They're proactive. They're, they're positive. They're motivated. You just feel like just jumping up in the air when you're talking with them. You know, you with with you know dealing with London. Hasn't Gavin, hasn't Gavin got back to you yet? I thought Gavin had. Hey Gavin, have you got back to Jane? Who's he? No, to Gavin. Haven't you got back to him yet? You know. I'm sorry, we didn't get back to you. You know what I mean? So you've got that. You've you, been different mentality, different um, culture. I should say culture, not mentality, culture. Mm-hmm. And, but the, the New Yorkers, I mean, they just, they pick up your show and go with it. It's like, it's like um, in, 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 in American terms, it's like um, in American football, it's like the quarterback throwing the, the Hail Mary and, and, and the receivers like 90 yards down, mm-hmm. the, down, 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 down the field and, and running with it and catching it and touchdown and everyone's going crazy all of a sudden. That's that's what they're like just talking to, you know. <laughs> and, and so they're so and, and that's when I thought this is, and, and that's and I'm positive and motivated for an Australian and um and it and it seemed to I felt at home. I just felt like I was just talking to, to to the people I wanted to talk to, you know, instead of the 
that, that people in, in in Australia, you know, it was like it was, you know, um, it was it was too down, it was too just or too hard, or you know, or, or you know, London hasn't Gavin got back to you yet? We thought he got back to you, you know, it, all that, it's just too much. But 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 the New Yorkers just went with it. It's so frustrating with Australia because there are so many talented writers and there's very few avenues there's for none. those writers to get their work produced. And I know that there is um, there's one um, there's one I'm thinking of in Sydney and one in Melbourne that um, are fostering new work. But where do they put the new work? There, there's so few theatres that will host them, which is a real shame. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the filming. I'm curious. Did you have to deal with equity at all when you were filming, like releasing the show? Look, we, look, we 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 we're amateurs and enjoy being amateurs, and you know, and 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 that's the way it is. We, 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 if we get to if we got to equity, it wouldn't have happened. It just wouldn't have happened for, yeah. for the costings. I, that's um, what I was curious about. And 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 look, and it's a different market. You know, can we stop and say, hey, the, the equity equity? actors and production but yeah they deserve the money because they're getting that revenue they're getting that big that those big shows and so forth but you know of a lifetime you know it's a it's a it's it's a fledgling it's in its early days um and 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 with that is comes the fees but i, I paid everybody i paid them all well i paid actors the the, the, the cast and everybody cast and crew <laughs> um everyone was paid they paid they were paid nicely um uh which is important because I learned very years ago in here in my city in Brisbane when I started first couple of um, uh, same songs in cabaret style in Rick's Cafe or the Royal George Hotel in the in the, in the Fortitude Valley, which is a, a nightclub precinct. I, I learned early that if you if you don't if you don't pay them, they don't they they, they, oh, they oh, I won't turn up to the rehearsal tonight. I'll just stay at home and watch TV. So there's there's no reason for them mm. to to go. But if you, if you offer some sort of incentive. Enough to pay for the bus or, or 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 buy them dinner, plus some drinks, plus some leftovers, some pocket money, and so forth. Hey, yeah, they'll, they'll turn up. But yeah, no, no, not 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 equity. Hopefully, one day, if this, when this, if and when the show is big enough and and and, and deservedly so, and 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 that cash flow works for sure. Well, what's great is that it meant that you were able to film it and distribute it without any barriers. That's, um, I think that's important. So you entered the film into the International New York Film Festival. It's very unusual for a stage show to be, um, a film stage show to be entered into a film festival. What was the thinking behind it? Yeah, it was like, I don't know where that came from either. As we were, as it as it was finished, it took us forever. Look, the the, the, the actual musical at the Actors Temple Theatre was um, in November 2021, yeah. And by the time with Christmas coming through and by the time before Steve and I went backwards and forwards with editing, take this out, take this out, take this out. And he's, and like, he, he, you know, he, he's actually, he's a professional. You know, what he's doing with me is, is amateur, so amateurs, so I'm paying him. But not the level that it is that you get for. So when he gets around to it, I'm sure he's he's doing when he's watching his TV or something. He's in New York, probably watching TV or something. So by the time we got round to that and, and got this right, and then then we realised the 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 sound the sound from the recording um, was the songs wasn't I wasn't happy with it. So I got all the I got the all the um, all the cast to go into um, I can't remember the. Um, studio the studio in new york um and and that's and that they sang them live in the studio the songs 
um, and they would when they had the laptop of the of the film in front of them, so they could get the timing of their mouths going exactly at the same time, and that's where the songs lifted from there. Went all the whole twenty songs at studio songs went into Spotify, and then and then Steve dubbed the the songs the songs over the over the over the film, and you can't notice it. However. Can I say there's many many movies that do that? Not like at all. Bruce. I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't pick it up. That's there's there's studio recordings. So what happened was, what happened was the because wow. we had we because only had four because because we're, we're cheapies because we only had four or five we, we, we had no headsets four or five cheap microphones on above. So what would happen was they'd sing a song like for my heart I feel. Uh, so it'd, it'd wave in and out, like singing so, in the rain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, singing in the rain. So yeah, because they're because they got choreography, haven't they? So that that's happened. So that was alarm bells. <laughs> so that was it. and the, and and of course all the um all the cast and our besties from 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 working together. So getting them in the studio, and then they, they knew they just knew them. They just called them, they knew them mm. from the, they just sang them, you know, without without the script. It was, it was exact. So then, because it was exact to to that, we um, then with one of my sound engineers, um, Cameron Smith, um, um, he just dubbed them over. He said, "Mate, this is this is this is they're spot on. They're, they're, you can hardly see that they, that these are the, um, studio recorded." So that was that, that that took a while too. That was March, April. So it just went on and on. So by, by the time I think it's a long, it's a long answer here. So by the time it all sort of, I was we're all happy with it. Um, then. Um, I don't know what happened, but that the international um, New York Film Festival was there, and I just, and I just I, um, I I submitted that, and, and then we got accepted um, for the under twenty five thousand, not the over two hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> we're just we're, we're the little people under uh, twenty five thousand, and and that was great, you know, and so forth. And then and then we didn't win, but we got but we got um, Dahlia got a merit. For uh, her directorship and the and the show got a merit itself, so which was which is which is which is cute, which is nice, you know. Um, and then oh, that's and then, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And then and then came along you who advised me to go to Stella, and we and we've kept on going from there because Stella now involved with now just recently taken <laughs> on Broadway on demand. So see how it's sort of like like a domino effect. So if you don't have a go. Mm. You will never know, you know. So, you know, and you've been absolutely fantastic in your mm-hmm. advice over over a period of time too, which was grateful. Thank you very much. Yeah. So we did that. Oh, so that happened thank there. You. I'm so glad that I could help. Wow, in a big way. So that's how that happened. Yeah. For other writers who are hesitant to put their work on screen, what would you say to them? Just do it. Pick a fight. Get tough. Don't. It's <laughs> just, just, just. Like like I say to my 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 actors and performers and people around me, it's 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 like it's it's like this: when a boxer gets in the square, he knows he's going to get punched in the face. You you, <laughs> you, 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 you know you're going to get punched in the face. So you you just you just got to be tough. You got to take on just do it. I, I I a lot of performers in my city in Brisbane, we got massive amount of in Fortitude Valley is our as our nightclub precinct is huge i used to live there in the royal george hotel um and um i know a lot of the a lot of the performers and um and i'm with apra uh, which is the australian performing recording association because 
because I'm all legally bound, all my songs and everything's legally bound. And they invite me along to have these fantastic, really nice nights where there was free food and free bars open in the valley, in the valley. Um, so, and I'll meet a lot of the younger, the, 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 a lot of the younger um, performers and so forth. And, and I just say, just like Nike, just do it. Do it yourself. Just do it. Mm. That's what what a beautiful note to end on. We have come to our final segment for the uh, podcast, which is called My Favourite Things. These are a few of my favourite things. First up, what is your favourite musical? Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror Picture Show, for sure, um, for its all-round entertainment and, 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 and it's also stood the test of time. Do you go to midnight screenings? No, I have been. I have been to one years ago and where, where everybody sings all the songs all the way through and everybody knows all the words and they're the people in the first five rows and I'm the, I'm, I'm, and I'm the person in the middle rows looking, watching them and not the, not the film. So, yeah, I have been to them, yeah. So, yeah, it's <laughs> very good. So much fun. Do you have a favourite filmed live musical? Uh, uh, I don't. Uh, uh, a favorite filmed live musical. This is this is new. This platform to me. If I'm if, we, if we're thinking of stellar tickets and, and yourself, you know, filmed live musicals. It's new to me, so um, I, I, I'm I'm not too sure. But I'm looking forward to answering the question in the near future. <laughs> well, you have the filmed live musicals database to work your way through. <laughs> That's right. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. I will. Uh, a filmed live musical, it's not a stage show. It's Sorry, it's not quite a stage show and it's not quite a movie. So what should we call them? Well, I like your platform title and logo, filmed live musicals. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. I like that answer. Uh, where do you stand on bootlegs? Um, oh, look, I, it's, jumping on the back of original creators, it, it's, a, it's a cheap shot. Um, I don't know what. I think they're just they're like hackers, really, aren't they? Um, and it's and it's 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 basically it's the old it's the old time situation. Just pay your bills or pay for your tickets. Simple as that. Mm. Uh, what stage musicals do you wish had been filmed? I think they all. I think they all have. Um, I mean, you know, you know, we got. Um, West Side Story. I mean, that's that's just come out again. That's from 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 yesteryear. I mean, I think they all have. I don't know what, what's new. What stage musicals would you like to see filmed in the future? All all musicals. Um, it, it, what it does, it gives people the opportunity the opportunity to watch the the genre that they can if they cannot make it to the theatre, maybe from disability or or um, you know other other reasons in, in life that they or, or the distance they can't get there there's a whole reason why especially as we talk about technology um through this interview um the fact that they can you know um they can download um platforms and actually see them especially with the tvs at home these days the size of them uh, are massive um and they can see the the musical um with almost a live a live appeal in their own lounge room yeah mm. One of my favourite things. <laughs> and finally, where can we find you online? Um, several, several places. Um, look, you know, you search um, of a lifetime musical James Jeffries. Uh, your platform, uh, filmed live musicals. 
StellarTickets.com. Um, Broadway on Demand is about to be released um, mid-October this year, 2022. And um, YouTube, you can get movie trailers, uh, cabarets and so forth. Um, I'm on Spotify, once again, of a lifetime musical. Um, Ofalifetimemusical.com is my website with photos and, 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 and links and so forth. And Instagram, of a lifetime um, underscore the musical. Um, also, the Schubert organisation is going to feature the musical online and the, with their newsletter um, very soon, October, November this year, 2022. Mm, amazing. And we'll have links to all of that in the show notes. Uh, you mentioned you'd like to perform a song. Yes. So I'll, I'll, I'll do this I'll, 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 because I have to sing them to, to everybody I, I deal with and so forth. And this, out of them all, this is the, the romantic one. This is what the, the, they all love this song. It'll give you an idea of the, the impact um, that my songs can give. So, and then uh, mm. and, and go from there. Fabulous. Go ahead. So, the story is we will be free, and the love is all here for me. With all your heart, can't you see that we join as one to be free? For my heart is open. For my life's awoken from good words spoken of me. Women and men gather round to hear of life as it's found. Of good friends quoted by friends who will stay with you to the end. For my heart is open, for my life's awoken. Ah, from good words spoken of me that was beautiful really beautiful thank you so much for sharing that no not a problem i twisted a couple of words there but the funny thing is being as a writer i can never remember my own songs that's that concussion story i told you about (laughs) i never do i'm the worst for it so anyway so that's been great and really appreciate your time my pleasure thank you so much james The Filmed Live Musicals podcast is created and edited by our host, Louisa Lyons. With thanks to our wonderful patrons, Josh Brandon, Geraldine Brewer, Belinda Broido, Elliot Charles, Rachel Esteban, Mercedes Esteban Lyons, Luke Hasselman, David Jones, James T. Lane, Heather Madrone, Wendy Marcotte, Alison Matthews, Al Monaco, David Negrin, Amy Penn, Gerald Piper, Jesse Rabinowitz and Brenda Goodman, David and Catherine Rabinowitz, Joe Tillotson, Beck Twist and Tyson Von Helsing for financially supporting the site. Filmlifemusicals.com is the most comprehensive list of film stage musicals. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. If you would like early access to this very podcast, early access to site content, the full weekly newsletter with info on upcoming streams, and exclusive access to the streaming calendar, become a Filmed Live Musicals patron for as little as $3 a month. Visit filmedlivemusicals.com to learn more. If you like what you hear, please leave a review on Apple Music. It really helps get the word out about the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.